Tanya for the 22nd of Shvat. Um, a story about shifted perspective. Um, there was the British Rebbe went to visit um, Ertishal, and on the journey there, on the journey there, he met many great um, rabbis that were in Israel at the time. He also went to go visit Hebron, and on the way out of Eretz Yisrael, the Friedrich Rebbe heard about the riots in Hebron, which ended up becoming a massive massacre. And the, the Kiddush Hashem, the Yidden had to were put through, 60 Yidden were killed. And the Friedrich Rebbe was very, very sad about it. The Friedrich Rebbe had been in Hebron a few days earlier. And because of the sadness of the event that had occurred, the Friedrich Rebbe became very ill. It happened to be on the same ship that the Friedrich Rebbe was on, was a was a yid was a Jew by the name of Doctor Bishu Wallach, and he 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 was able to to um, help the Frida Kareba through the illness because he was he was able to take care of him. He was on the, he was on the same ship. Afterwards, he came to the Frida Kareba and he said he wanted a tikkun and the Frida, he wanted like you know spiritual remedy. And the Frida Kareba asked him for what, and he said like this: He said, "A Rebbe, a leader of the Jewish people, needs to always be healthy." Which means that had I not been on the ship, when you when you were on the ship, you wouldn't have taken ill. But because I was here and able to take care of you, obviously Hashem was able to then make you sick. And then, you know, it 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 it, it turns out that a lot of the fact that you got sick was because I was here and able to cure you. Very, it's a very interesting story. Today's Tanya is now going to mention something very interesting. We're always beating down on the fact that this world is so low and so small and so uns unsensitive to spiritual, insensitive to spirituality. But the fact that it's so insensitive to spirituality is also a bonus, is also a, an asset. It enables this world to receive things that higher worlds can't receive. But let's continue down on the topic of mitzvahs and Torah and the spiritual connection that occurs. When a person involves himself with Torah, as I've mentioned earlier on, the unification between the Jew and God that occurs when a person does Torah is far beyond anything that occurs when a person does a mitzvah. And a mitzvah is you know, an incredible bond between the Jew and God. So even like 10xing that to, to what happens when a Jew learns Torah, there's a revealed unity and a revealed face-to-face um, -face connection between the Jew and God and the, the Jewish person's godly soul and his, his godly soul's clothing and thought, speech, and action of the godly soul, which again, the thought, speech, and action is all just about about doing tarabitzas, when the person is involved in it, it's triggered, it's activated, it's, it comes alive. And this person's soul and the garments of thought and speech become entirely wrapped up with God because he's now learning Torah. But Yechud it comes um, in complete unity with God's speech and thought because God's speech and thought is expressed through the Torah and the person is learning this and therefore they become entirely unified in this most incredible, unique um, unification when they learn Torah. Nothing separates, is separated from God 
Um, in regards to when Hashem's facing, when someone Hashem is facing someone, what, which is what happens in the highest form when the person learns Torah, in that moment they become so unified with God. And now this is where it gets interesting. What's well, been interesting so far, but even more. And this is where the shift of perspective starts to really start to kick in. What occurs in when a person learns Torah in this world, physical world, physical Torah, physical mouth, physical thoughts, all of it mundane and physical and so, uh, there's no words for it, so much beneath the higher world, you would say, well, this is, it's, it's almost like it's a facade, it's a joke compared to the, the level of spirituality that's, that's flowing forth in the high world, and that's true. When a person has learned Torah in this physical world, Torah is higher than everything. Torah is what Hashem used to create the world. And when a Jew in this world learns Torah, which is the point of it all, they tap in, as we're doing right now. We're tapping in in this moment to an energy far, far beyond what the higher world is able to appreciate, uh, able to receive. And it's so weird because the higher world is so much higher than this world. This is literally the lowest of the low. low. This is the end point of all the spirituality. And all God's holiness and God's entire plan of breaking down his energy level after level after level until we have this world. And you would think, well, you know, the level the tell you that we receive is going to be a very watered down and weak version. And the unity we're going to experience when we're learning this Torah, the unity we're going to have with God, of course, is going to be much weaker as well. And that's what conventional thinking would think. And I'll tell you big tradition in chapter 22. Chapter 23, in addition to all the other rest of the cha- um, chapters, is no, the unity that occurs when a Jew does turn this world is far beyond the unity that occurs anywhere else. Anywhere. The energy that we receive when we learn Torah is so far beyond anything, the pale of any other form of revelation, that it, it's it's an energy which always hovers around, and it's and it's um, it's a a side of energy, a makif energy, an energy which is which is un, so fine and powerful and pure that unable to ingest itself into anything. It's almost like a imagine a a, 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 a million volts. You can't plug a light bulb into that. It, it's it's too hard. It's too you know break it up, break, 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 and eventually you have you have it to twelve volts, whatever it's and your little light bulb gets gets shown. But in this raw version, the version that we tap into when we learn Torah, the all the higher worlds would blow to bits were they to receive that energy. They, they would be able to tolerate it. Of course, the question now becomes: Well, hold up, how are we able to tolerate it? With the very slow, with the very lowest of the worlds, we should be the the least ready to. To prepare it. And that's where this strange idea that the lowest world has an advantage over the highest world. We'll get there in a moment. The question, there's two questions. Question number one is if we're getting such a, a wild energy, we're learning right now, we don't feel it, we don't see it. So what's going on? And question number two is, if the higher worlds can't receive a, 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 a unification of godliness, like we're receiving right now, as so we're learning entire, how is it possible the lowest world is receiving and the, all the highest worlds are not receiving anything? Or not as much as we are. It doesn't make any sense. Usually, 
higher, means more powerful. The, and the answer is really the same. The answer is like this. Because we're unable to see it, and only our muzzle is able to see it, only, you know, it's, it's something where we're not um, actively conscious of. It's for that very reason that we're able to receive such a high energy. The higher world, all the energy of God that comes to them, they're able to see and receive and feel. And therefore, we have such a powerful energy to come to them, it blows them to bits, and Hashem can't do that. But because we're not actually in, in physical touch with this energy, as we're learning to right now, we're just aware, we're learning that it's happening. We don't actually feel the energy. Ideally, we should, but we don't. It's for that very reason that we're able to receive this massive bucket load of energy far beyond what anyone, any other high, of the higher level is to receive. It's our, dis, uh, our deficiency in this particular case, which is our greatest asset. The fact that we're unable to feel it is the reason why we're able to get so much more energy than anywhere else. And this is the, why, the reason why people that learn Torah it's far beyond doing any of the mitzvahs. Even davening, which is a unification of the higher worlds and such an incredible thing, the power we have to talk to God and, 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 and be in, in the presence of God, it's wonderful, but it doesn't compare to, to the study of Torah. And the, the Gemara talks about someone, someone that, Spends the entire day learning Torah, genuinely, which nowadays it's not really something which most people are really in touch with anymore. But there were people like Hashem Yehayin all this who really spent the whole day learning Torah. They didn't daven because Torah is the greatest thing. Oh, so then you have people that if if people are, are going to learn Torah, then um, if you're going to learn um, um, learn Torah, why do they stop to daven? The answer is they're stopping anyway. And once they're already stopping to eat and drink and everything, they may as well daven. And they may as well do the mitzvahs and everything else. But if someone genuinely, as there were in the times of the Tanaim, who just spent their entire day learning Torah and doing absolutely nothing else, that's all they did. And they didn't stop to daven and they didn't stop to do mitzvahs. They just learned Torah all day because there's nothing more powerful and potent in the unification of God than a Jewish person in this lonely world here learning Torah. Thank you so much for joining the Tanaim's Lillian. Um,